Welcome back, Gameaholics, to another episode of the Gameaholic podcast. We have been pretty radio silent throughout November. Um, I took a trip. Colin was exploring around Vancouver. And this week, we brought our good friend Adam back onto the podcast because if you're a Destiny fan and you're listening to this, you should know Season of the Plunder is ending next Monday, which I think... I don't know if I want to say this and spoil everything, but I'm happy that it's ending. Amen Adam, what do you? Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say you you agree you agree with that too. Hey, um, we Adam and I. For anybody that doesn't know, we play the hell out of Destiny every Tuesday. We jump on, we do our weeklies, we grind our pinnacles, we get our challenges done. But this season was a rough one. I don't think I've been on Destiny like actively playing Destiny. For a month, maybe? Yeah, you kind of... Like... You had to dip out. Like, you had your trip, so you were, like, grinding pretty hard to get everything done. But it didn't even feel like it was more than you had in the past, though. It almost felt like it was a little less. Well, that was the thing. I got my Conqueror Seal, like, week seven, and there was ten weeks of challenges. So the last thing we actually needed to do was, like, the week ten challenges, which ended up being, I think, last week of October... And mm-hmm. then they're pushing this until December 7th or 6th or whatever. Yeah. So, like, it's it's pretty wild. Like, th- this season felt long. Like, I can't remember a season where we had over a month of literally nothing to do. Right? Well, there was the Am previous off base seasons, here? right? Like, during COVID and such, they had that whole piece uh, where it was like... Well, there was, the, there was that one season that they extended by yeah. a really long time. But remember, they brought in... They brought in like, like the 30th. They did the 30th anniversary. Right. They Dares of Eternity, like that dungeon, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so that kind of broke it up a little bit. But yeah, you're, if you're saying just for the season alone, this this felt like one heck of a long season. But I, I think that's for like multiple reasons, though. Um, they 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 they're kind of at a point where they announced Lightfall, right? So they kind of have to tie. They know they have two seasons left before Lightfall's release, so they kind of have to like start moving in that direction that brings us to that storyline so but i just you know i you said it best why don't you just why don't you just start us off hot here what did you say to me about season of the plunder that i think just hits home so hard if there is a season that you miss in destiny this is the one this is absolutely the one i (laughs) completely agree with you man like i just i've been sitting here and i've just been so so sick about just the story like you know i get it every week destiny does the same thing where it's always like oh this week we're gonna collect this or like you know where we're collecting the artifacts of nezeract yeah right um but for anybody that watched the cutscene today, and I did, so Adam, I did a bunch of research after I watched the cutscene because I was a little confused. Um, and what it literally was, was what it showed on the cutscene. They, Myth- Mithrax opened or got all these jars, these artifacts of Nezerak, huh? extracted the pure darkness from each of them, and wait for it. He actually made it into a fucking tea. See, I was confused. I, I didn't know if that was yeah. legit or not. But it, it, I exactly. So and then and then 
They open an unconscious man's mouth, Osiris, and they pour the darkness tea in this guy's stomach. Yeah, that was like, weird. Like, first of all, I understand Mithrax was like, oh, I can extract pure darkness. But who came up to them and said, we should make this into a drink and pour it down Osiris's throat? Like, where? Like, it just feels like they... I don't know. It feels like that 30-second cutscene to me came across as more of like a this is the stuff we didn't include in the season that we probably should have to set you up for next season. Bye. And then left. Yeah, but that was like the whole that, that was most of the season, right? Like even if you No, but not not this whole like I feel like there should have been at least like not even like one of those cutscenes, like maybe do a mission or like figure out oh, hey, like, we can, like, use this darkness and extract it and, like, put it in Osiris so this happens. Right. Like, they, they, they don't do anything like that. It's just, like I said, it's 30 seconds, and then, like, half of that 30 seconds is, don't get me wrong, love the relationship between Saint, Fort, Saint 14 and Osiris. Like, I think it's so... I don't know. I love... That's actually one of the reasons that I like Destiny is, like, I was really impressed because, like... Oh, like, Saint 14 arguably is one of, like, the toughest, most badass dudes in Destiny, I'd say, right? Like, he's all about killing. He's all about whatever. And just making that character gay, I think, was, like, kind of, like, honestly a nice touch, like, just in terms of, like, not making these generic gay characters, right? Like, oh, and, you know, they don't even really talk about that him and Osiris are together through most of destiny and then they sort of started leaning into it lately yeah um so i actually like that relationship and i like that you know the first thing he said was how's my saint 14 blah 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 like i i, I like that in terms of like story development but i just didn't like how i was like we're gonna instill this darkness into a tea make him drink it and now he's back yeah that part was kind of confusing because it was like okay well that came out of left field like how did we even get to there how did he like how did he get the artifacts extract like how do you extract from the artifacts darkness yeah exactly like that's just, like every time point. it would say, every time it would say the same thing mithrax is investigating the artifacts of darkness and it's like oh cool okay tell us more that was like the easy way out in my opinion from a story writing perspective they're just like oh let's just do a totally. quick like 20 second cut scene because if we did a mission how many thousands of hours of developer time would that take like it's uh, they haven't right. done like secret missions and things like that. I think this would have been a perfect opportunity to kind of give that redemption and get some people excited to actually a come back for the last couple weeks uh, or the last week of uh, of season of the plunder and really start the next season off with a bang. So I'm I'm curious as to seeing if we're gonna see, uh, like if next season we're gonna see a very similar uh, tone from uh, from from Destiny. Like, I, yeah, like I said, I, I would 110% agree with you in that aspect. Like, I I think that this season was just, like, a fumble on, not even a fumble, but I think they said, let's have a filler season, make this really boring, not focus on story writing, so we can work on Lightfall. Well, and they, That's sort of my, my view on this. But they knew it from the start, which is what annoys me. So, like, even when you look at, like, the, like the ruffian kills and expedition, was it was so dumb for them to have done that they just wanted you to spend more and more hours because remember like to get the ruffians you actually had to slow progress 
So I I actually got, and this might be wrong, I got a notification saying they dropped it down to 10 ruffian kills. So yes, so they did, but they did that near the end of the season. They went from 50 that's what I'm saying though. That's, down that's, to that's, 10. That, yeah, that's horseshit. That's horseshit. Right. Like, what about like, the people that's... who actually had to grind that? Like, so they did. So to be clear, they did the ruffians from 50 to 10. The vendor upgrades were 23 down to 14. You only had to summon yeah. one first mate, and you and for the seal, you only needed eight out of the nine for uh, triumphs completed. But, like that's that's how large of an overcorrection is that. Uh, well, I mean, but don't get me wrong. I, I I don't know if you agree with this or not. That almost feels too easy for me to get that seal. Yeah, absolutely. Is that be. just me? Like, like I just I sit there and I'm just like, this is too easy. Well, it, it, like they needed to do that overcorrection because yes, like when you look at like doing fifty ruffians, like that that is a grind. And to actually find but, a group but that wants 10, to do it, ten is easy though. But. T- 10's too easy, though, I would say. Right. Like, I, I, I'm not going to say, like, oh, maybe 35 is the magical number or anything like that. Yeah, um, like 30 or something, right? Like, a cool 30 or something. Like, I think that's more reasonable than anything. And and they did, like, speed up, um, like, how quickly they appeared, like, later in the season. But, again, these were all, like, all of these things had to be changed because of the uh, of the mistakes that they made during the season. So like that that timing um, should have been better. Like the vendor. Up- well, and I don't know if go ahead. And I don't know if you remember this, but remember they changed back in the day, or back not even back in the day, but in that week one challenge was like craft three different weapons, right. and then they had to change it. Yeah, that was insane. Like, week one, like crap, and then you know, speaking on that note, one thing that really bothered me. And I don't know if you hated this or not. Like, you never really... When we were playing, you never really said anything about this. So I don't know if you disliked it. Um, but for me, one of the things that infuriated me was the get two guns to level 20 ranking through crafting. Yeah. Like, I was just like, come on. Like, there's such better things to do with your time than grind out weapon XP. So like that's so that's one of the things I was gonna say is like this was probably one of the most grindy seasons that I remember playing. Like that might have been because like I didn't play probably nearly as like well I would say nearly as much as I played previous seasons. But I I would mm-hmm. also say but every one seemed like it was just really grindy and it was just for no reason and things were difficult to get like plundered umbral energy was scarce. Red boxes were really tough until the end of the season to actually get. So if yeah. you wanted the patterns, you couldn't get them. You, it wasn't like the you get one free red box a week. They actually added that later. Right, right? There, there we go. There's another correction. And the drops were so rare to be able to have. So you do the mission, and you're like, okay, so I have to redo this multiple times in order to get a red box? Like, are you kidding me? And then I have to do five. I have to dismantle these five times in order to extract the pattern? Like, this is, this is so it, dumb. Yeah, like, honestly, it, th- this season for me was a huge miss. And, like, again, like, this was probably, and I, like, I mean, you, you know me. You know I love Destiny. You know that I'm, like, a, like a freaking completionist when it comes to Destiny. You know that. I hated this season. Like, I hated so much going on with just everything they did in this season I hated it. Saying that, though, saying kind of everything like that, a couple 
good things that I do want to talk about. I thought Catch Crash was amazing. I really liked Catch Crash. I hated the expeditions, but Catch Crash itself, I think, was actually pretty enjoyable. So I would agree with that. And I liked certain elements where they're like, oh, emote at the end. And like, I I get that. Get the community involved, Mm -hmm. excited. Like, that was kind of a unique turn that I didn't expect from Destiny. The challenge was that you had to do it so many times. Right? It, it almost, like, here. here's the thing that they've been pushing lately, and I want to know if you are sort of on the same page as me when it comes to this. Um, like, I find that nowadays it almost doesn't make sense to play Destiny until week 10. I know where you're Go going in, with this. Yep, tell me more. Because then it's like, oh, there's, 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 in the last five weeks, there's five sees, there's five gambit challenges. Well, I can just grind gambit for three hours this week, and I'll get all of it done. Whereas it's like, oh, I grinded gambit eight times for an hour over ten weeks. Totally, and like, I I, mm-hmm. I found that because if I ever take some time off, kind of thing, then or or at least I don't finish all of the weekly things. I kind of just wait for the next week because I know there's there's going to be a crucible, there's going to be a vanguard, and there's going to be a gambit thing of some sort. And there's a lot of times that I was like, oh, I just waited a couple weeks for the crucible or the whatever, whichever one, and then I went in and I I, I got all of them kind of done at the same time. So I was like, oh, this it's this almost easy. like yeah. It's, it's almost like they need to kind of take a, a step back, I think, because in a way, it's almost like they're telling their players to not play for the first 10 weeks. Yeah. Because then you can do, guess what? You can do all eight weeks of story mission in that first, in that day, because they're all unlocked. You don't need to wait weekly. Like, we just wait weekly because we're so eager, you know? Right. And then you don't, and then you kind of remove that burnout, if that's the case. A hundred percent. So, I don't know. I think it, it was like it was it was a tough season. It felt like a filler season. It didn't feel like it was like the character development. I don't think people cared about. Like we, I think that was that's something we really haven't touched base on. Like I don't know. I didn't really care about Aram's. Like I didn't really. It's not something that I was like great that they were building that character out. But do I care? No. Do I care about Ido? No. Like, that really wasn't a big impact for me at all. It wasn't like Saint-19, right? Or Saint-14, sorry. Um, that's, like, that, that was kind of how I like, how I looked at the season. It was like, it was great to be able to get some extra understanding of other characters, but I think it was just the wrong characters that I didn't care enough about. But I also have to say that I'm very glad they didn't come out and just rebrand the existing characters all of a sudden as pirates. It was kind of just as like it was just something that was kind of added in. So they they did it they did it in a, in a proper manner. I think. You know, like here's a couple things that I thought were really interesting is um, spiders back, right? Like when the tangled shore disappeared, we didn't really hear what happened to Spider. And then we find out we're smuggling him. I thought that that was pretty cool. Hmm. Um, I liked that Spider and Mithrax. But again, like you said, the character development was stuff that I didn't freaking care about. Like, here's what mixes me up the most. And like, just kind of coming into this, um, like the whole reveal of this season, like Bungie has started doing this thing where every season 
for some sort of big reveal, they do this beautiful 2D drawing story, right? We saw it. I think the first the first one was the most impactful. It was where Saint-14 realizes he's a villain, right? Um, and that one, to be honest with you, that one was like, that scene to me stays in my mind is the perfect one because you see this character who thinks he's a hero and thinks that he's so great by killing all these fallen. And then you realize that children are like horrified of him and he like breaks down and loses his mind about it. Really good. Then we see Zavala in his, where we see that he had a wife and an adopted son and the son gets killed and the wife leaves and all this really traumatic stuff. But then this season it's like, Oh, Mithrax was actually a bad guy. He killed a lot of people. It's like, we've killed a lot of people. You know what I mean? Like, oh no, Mithrax was a pirate. Oh no. But it's like, it's like, I just, I always knew, I always assumed that Mithrax was sort of a bad dude before he became the Kel of Light. Like, I don't think he became a fallen and he was just like, oh, hey, I'm the Kel of Light now. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. It's like, no, he was clearly like a bad guy growing up. And then he found himself when the Beyond Light situation happened. That's sort of when he stepped up as being a good guy against Aramis. Hmm. So this reveal that, oh, hey, this guy used to kill a lot of people as a pirate. I didn't give a shit. Well, and, and how anticlimactic was that when... Like they like when Aramis and Mithrax are fighting, and then obviously no spoiler, but like and then no spoil it. This is a spoiler no, but, podcast. But then, Ar- spoiler. but then Aramis just pieces out because he doesn't. That's my point. But, like, is because I, he literally because he's doing he's it like, for Ido. I don't want my yeah. I don't want Ido to see who I used to be. It's like, buddy, come on. She was the main, but she was the main villain of Beyond Light. Like. She was like, that's like going to Savathun and being like, I don't want to kill you, Savathun. Main villain of an expansion. Don't want to kill you. Okay, we're good. We're cool. That was the stupidest thing, in my opinion. Like, what was the point of that entire, like, what was the point of the entire, like, first, like, what, eight weeks? Ten weeks? <laughs> I know, it's just like, and then, you know, you see Ido being like, oh, Aramis just cares about the fall, the elixir. She just, she has a different view of the Elixni than we do, but she still cares about them in her own way. And it's just like, shut up. Ido, for me, was so goddamn annoying. Like, I don't understand what's with TV shows and video games now introducing these, like, characters who are, like, the the kids. Like, I'm calling Ido a kid. I don't know how old she is, yeah, right? But fair. I'm calling her a kid. These kids that come in and they're all sassy and they're all like against their parents and they don't listen, right? Like it's in everything now. Like it's literally in everything. It's just, it's so annoying that this has become like, even in, I don't know if you watched Obi-Wan on uh, Disney Plus, but like they make Princess Leia in there. This like know-it-all sassy little girl who like goes against what Obi-Wan is saying. And it's just like, just listen to them. Like, why are you creating this? Like, as a storyteller, it seems like a cheap way out. Let's introduce this kid that goes against the adult's wishes and creates additional drama. Man, I... Like, that's literally what they did. I totally agree. Like, not to go off topic, but I'm playing, like, God of War, and it's, like, absolute money. Just because it's, like... like, like right, right in the first, like, ten minutes, they're just like, what, what, what weighs the deer? Uh, he's like, we're going to go hunting for deer. And the kid's like, where's the deer? And he's like, 
direction of deer. And then he tells him, like, you have to make, basically figure it out. But nowadays, it's not yeah. it's not like that anymore. And these kind of, like, and I don't like those elements of it. Like, Ida didn't really need to be in this season at all. That didn't really have an effect whatsoever. And if anything, it actually just took, like, was a deterrent? Because it was but, like, of course, but, Destiny but, went this way. Her, her point was, like I said, remember? He's just like, Ido asked Mithra, Ido asked Aramis to meet, and she can't say no because it's an ancient Kel tradition. And like Aramis yeah. meets Ido, and Ido's like, "Oh, we're all friends." And then she's like, "Your father's a piece of shit." And it's just like, "Oh my god, guys! Like, come on!" I don't know. I just we're like, I know we're just like butchering the hell out of this season, and I think that it's deserved because like the story just wasn't there. I actually here's the thing though, I like Spider. Mm-hmm. And I like Mithrax. I actually like Mithrax as a character. I just think this season did him fucking dirty. Like, yeah. I get it. You're struggling with your past actions. I understand that. But, like, don't make it how you made it. Because it's just rough. The I, I, It was kind of funny. Because I think when you uh, came back home... Uh, you were in time for like the community event to upgrade the Lixney quarter. I texted you about it. Yeah. 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 How underwhelming was that? That literally it was like, okay, so you, we obviously all had the, what were they? The, the planetary uh, materials. And the, then you, yeah, that are getting, that are ending next season or that are ending this season. Right. right. So, I mean, yeah. Instantly that was completed. Like, I think I was able to redeem absolutely everything right away for anyone that's actually had to grind previous seasons. They would have had enough materials to be able to get that completed. And then the coins and things like that were just an absolute joke. It was, it was literally something you could do like maybe four or five runs and you were done. And it was just, to me, it made me laugh so hard because like, then you have to go to each area of the Elixney base and be like, this is where our town square is going to be. This is where... Like, I get it. Like, Mithrax is supposed to be a hopeful leader growing his Elixney. You know, whatever. Um, I I think that the one thing that I think that this season is setting up, and I don't know if you agree or disagree, is Aramis becoming an ally. Okay. Um, like, I... Why? Th- that's, that's what I... Th- because I just think that, like, they let her live, and, and they keep stressing Aramis is doing what she thinks is best for the Elixney people. Yeah, so I can see what me, direction they can that's go in gi- this. Yeah. That's giving me the vibe where eventually Aramis... Something's gonna happen, and Aramis is gonna come in. Um, back, to, back to this cutscene that we sort of half-talked about... The other, the, the one thing that I thought was really cool, the one takeaway that I was kind of fired up by on this cutscene was where Osiris says that because um, Savathun was like pretending to be him and did that spell on him, she could like see, or he could see all of her fears and desires. And I thought that that was a pretty neat twist. But then, interestingly enough, I don't know if you noticed, they bring up Neptune right away. Aramis is, or sorry, not Aramis, Savathun was afraid of a power only available on Neptune, which is Lightfall, right? Right. And I think so, that's, a, that's the segue of how they had to introduce Lightfall. So I wonder, but I just, I wonder if, so do you think, so let's, we talked about this last last season as well, where we kind of guessed, and I remember I saw Season of the Plunder and I said this is a pirate season, and it absolutely was a pirate season. Um, 
But my question for you is, we don't even know the name of the new season yet. Um, what are your thoughts? Do you have any guesses where you could see this going or which, which like NPCs are going to be involved in the story for this season? Like, what are you thinking? Are we going to go back right at, like to the Osiris and Saint 14 of it all? Or do you think that this is going to be like a completely different situation with other characters? Well, I think Osiris has to be in there. Like they can't put him out again. Like where he's like, Oh, because the last two seasons we really haven't been able to connect with him too much. So he'd have to be like, he has to be some in some element. I don't know what to what degree. So I don't know. That's going to be a really tough piece. Like I, I, I honestly, that, that that's the unfortunate piece about the season. Previous ones, I was able to kind of say, I think this is the direction it's going to go. But I honestly, I don't know. I have no idea what, what direction this is. Are they just going to have the entire thing? Saint 14 and Osiris like relationship. And, the, and, and that's all it's going to be based off of. Like where, like what are they going to do next at this point until we get to the next, I, like the next DLC? You're so you're not going to love this. I don't think Osiris is going to be involved at all. I think we're going to see. Um, Os- I think that we're literally going to see um, Osiris. Like they're going to say something about like Osiris is regaining his strength, right? Because I think Osiris is going to be who kicks off Lightfall. For the DLC. I think they're going to be like, we're working with Osiris on the side to figure out, like, what this power is. Well, Because they said it's on Neptune, so they already know where they're going. They already know we're going to Neptune. What was the point of the cutscene then today? (laughs) I think to... I, I literally think to prepare for... Lightfall, like I think it's to be like Osiris is awake, have, and then they're have gonna have a whole. Done that st- next season, like there was absolutely no Agreed. reason that they actually had to do that. Like that's. I mean, I would love if there was some Osiris stuff going on, but like I don't know. Like I, I feel like. I feel well, you. We have Did right. we hear? We didn't hear from Crow this season, right? I hate him, but we didn't hear from him. No, we didn't. This again. This season was pretty much just Spider and Mithrax the whole season. Okay, so here's the set. Here's the next piece, though. That I, I'm, I'm like, how much can we actually expect from Destiny to drop? Like, do you know the cost of the? Like, I know you buy the whole pass right away. Like, you buy the yearly piece that has all the seasons included. But do you know what the actual cost is of a season for someone who just bought the base game? I actually don't. It's ten bucks. Right? Like, okay, that's not that bad. So when you think about that, like, can we expect, like, what, like, does that change your expectation of a season for it, it being only $10? If you only pay $10 for that, would you be happy? Or should we charge, should, or the question would be, like, should we charge, should they charge more and provide more content? Or what is that, like, what are your thoughts on that? I, I feel like $10 isn't that bad. No. Right, I don't think that that's that terrible to do. What do you think? Well, it's it's irrelevant of what I think on that, because like, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's like it's Destiny players that have played this game always want more, so they could literally launch a full DLC for a season, and we would always want more and more and more. I think for somebody who is a casual who just wants to kind of jump in. I think that's a good price because they'd be like, oh, sure, it's only 10 bucks, like not a big deal. Like it aligns with other battle passes, I'll say it as, in other games. So I think they kind of have to stay around that price point. But when you start looking at like the $10 
and being like and being a long-term destiny player i would much rather wait six months and get more content than and pay double that or triple that like i don't care i uh, just because i i love the actual franchise then mm-hmm. then have to I do grind out on it like because these are quarterly right so you're really there's four seasons a, a year I would much rather have there being two seasons, but way more content. And it could be 25 bucks a season. I don't care. But everyone else might not agree. Like 10 bucks for someone who only plays it, I don't know, the odd time, that might be like, why would I buy that? What's the point? So I don't know what the numbers would look like. So here, so this might not be right, but I was doing some, I was doing some reading and I found a Destiny Leaks. It's called D2 Leaks. And what it's saying here is they're, they're saying, and I don't know how true this is, that it's going to be a Rasputin-centered season with Anna Bray. Hey, how is this going to tie in? And just before Lightfall. They're saying because they're quote-unquote preparing for war against the... Um, they're preparing for war against the darkness. That's what it's saying. Yeah, okay. Uh, two new exotic weapons will be coming. Um, which, I don't hate that. Um, reworking 26 exotic weapons. Wow, that's pretty crazy. It's gonna be nuts. Well, there was like... And then, yeah, um, no planetary materials. They'll no longer be able to acquire these currencies in Season 19. They can trade any remaining materials with Rahul through the end of the season. They'll now grant Glimmer. That's it. So we actually... We, we, we missed a whole different piece as well because Arc 3.0 dropped. Yeah, and it was great, right? Arc 3.0 was really good. Yeah, like it was, like, like I think that was also a, a thing that we did miss. So that is a positive thing of what they did in season of the uh, season 18. So I think that's like for at least for Titans and Hunters, I'm told there is an over uh, sorry, there is a correction or a buff that's going to be happening next season for Warlocks. Um I don't know how much of a okay, correction that will be, so I'm I'm genuinely curious about that one. Um so yeah, but I I liked Ark. Like I I logged in today and I played a little bit just so I could kind of just get refamiliarized with everything because uh, I've been playing other games lately. But it's uh, yeah, Ark is I, I love Ark. I, I was using um, Void for so long uh, just because invisibility. Yeah. But I'm I, I I found myself kind of really enjoying the Ark, the ability of just throwing your your bolt or your stave, whatever it is. Um, into the ground like that's a really cool aoe effect and that's so, and, and the one the one thing i like about that is yeah throwing it into the ground is really cool but it's also awesome that you can throw it into a boss enemy and the field moves around with them mm-hmm. yeah that part is like really to cool. me that's that's just such a nice addition i think when it comes to like just again doing that um it's going to be interesting because next season also is bringing the you know the the famed divinity nerf that we've been hearing so much about yeah so Div- D- divinity is getting that massive i think it's like a 25% damage re- like nerf or something like that like it's a crazy number and i mean it sucks because like divinity for end game content 
has always been crucial. And I hope it still is, but, like, it's also just, you know, I don't know. Like, so there, there's this, I, I've been reading, I read a lot about it when they first kind of confirmed that it was going to happen. And people are saying that it sort of puts more challenges on the average player. And it's catering more to, like, the professional level players almost. Where it's like, you know, average players can get through a raid if they're using Divinity. It helps with DPS. It makes things easier. Maybe it's a two-phase instead of a three-phase. But now without Divinity or with that, you know, debuff on Divinity, we're seeing, you know, now what does that mean for an average player, right? Like, you now need to care more about, I guess, like the perks that activate off of your gun and all that kind of stuff. So I think it's actually making... I think it's making life harder for your average players like you and I versus like the players that are like Twitch streamers who are all about like one phasing these bosses and everything like that. Well, I wouldn't say we're average. Uh, we're average at the game. We're probably just a for little sure, bit above. For sure, for sure, for sure. Just from an overall hourly consumption. But yeah, no, like I, I, if their entire audience, like I think it comes down to what what type of players does Destiny want to continue to... Do they want to attract, or do they want to continue to just uh, satisfy their existing base? So mm -hmm. some of these decisions that they make are, are are kind of counterintuitive to keeping the existing base and then counterintuitive to bringing a new, a new person on. So I think that's... So I think I'm kind of just confused at what direction that Destiny really wants to go. Like, do they really want to, like, help... Like, like do they want to satisfy their existing customer base that have been there for the tens of years oh, sorry like 10 plus years like we have or do they want to like do they actually care about onboarding and bringing people into the destiny world again well i've heard for a very long time that destiny the destiny quote-unquote new light experience is one of the worst experiences that you can possibly have yeah like, you don't understand anything that's going on. You don't know what to do next. There's a really shitty new light story that I've done, and I think you did it too, remember? Because we had all those stupid quests from it that didn't never went away. By accident, yep. <laughs> but, like, my point is, like, it's just the new light experience, if you've never played Destiny before, it sucks. It's overwhelming, and the game's too big. Yeah, I think they had to make some decisions, so, though, because they did announce this season that they're, they're not going to be doing any more expansion sunsetting. Right, so I think that yes, which that's huge. Yeah, huge because now I mean now like Forsaken's gone, right? Like literally right now we started Shadowkeep, which was another weak expansion if you ask me. But like you know Forsaken was a great expansion. Beyond Light was kind of weak, and then you know I think Witch Queen was incredible. But like doing sort of like Shadow, all that's left is Shadowkeep, Beyond Light, and Witch Queen. And sunsetting the rest. Yeah, I, and that just doesn't allow people to kind of go back and play the old content again, or for people to kind of jump into it and have the same level of understanding as the people who played it for ten years. Like that, I, like I'm not saying well, I you, have the answer for it. Like that's a really hard problem to have, but I, and I think it was an inevitable, uh, inevitable problem, because how do you like the, how do you go through ten plus years of content for a player that's picking up today? The other thing that really does bother me about the sunsetting is they should have kept the strikes at least. Like, 
they've sunsetted probably 15 strikes, mm -hmm. I want to say. Yep. And it's just like, as if you're sunsetting these, but then including Battlegrounds, which are awful. Oh strikes. my god, don't even get me started on Battlegrounds. <laughs> but my point is, why would you sunset 15 good strikes? Like, I don't know. It's just, to me, that doesn't make sense. Sure, sunset the story, sunset the destination, but, like, how are you sunsetting these strikes? Like, I think that could have been a cool piece for how, like, new Destiny players that actually cared about the lore and things like that, uh, or the story, mm -hmm. to actually, like, get a little bit more engaged and more curious. Because, like, there, there's always commentary during those, like, during the strike and such as well. And it's like, okay, well, why is this relevant? Why is this relevant? Um, like, why am I hearing, like, who's this Cade 6 guy? Like, stuff like that. Like, so you, you're going to want to, like, you're more enticed to go and learn about those type of things. But if it's 100% out of the story, what's the point? For sure. 100%. It's just, I don't know. Like I said, it's just, they, they, they have some work to do, and this season's always been, been rough. Um, one thing I did want to talk about that we didn't really mention as well, though, another big win in this season is they brought back arguably one of the best D1 raids that there was. Right. Yep. So um, they re-released King's Fall, which so good. Um, I love that raid. I think that raid's so much fun. Um, I only did it. The funny part is I only did it about three times because, and Adam, you know this, I was lucky enough to get the exotic drop uh -huh. right off the bat. You bastard. Um, so, yeah, I think it was on my third or fourth um, run, I got Touch of Malice. I got the Catalyst for Touch of Malice. Um, and I got Pinnacle Cap. So I really had no reason to run this raid again as of right now. So it'll be good when the new season starts because it'll get me back into running King's Fall uh, for the Pinnacles. Um, speaking of, the big news for you, Adam, is Duality's done this season. Allegedly. <laughs> no, no, they, 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 they announced that every year now it's going to alternate between a new raid and a new dungeon. Okay. So there should be a new dungeon dropping pretty early on in this season, probably like the week after, like the second week or maybe when we hit Pinnacle Cap or something like that, which like we saw with Grasp of Aravis, it removes the Pinnacle Capping from Grasp and it's now just powerful gear. See, I, I, I'll, I'll love that. Like, that'll be good. I think that's like that. That's the right move to make. Um, everyone, obviously we need more content. You can't like... Because I know, obviously, once we log in on the 6th or 7th, whichever one, I don't know which one's the Tuesday, but um, we're going to have to, like, re-pinnacle cap uh, again at that point. Yeah. Why would I go back to all the old content, play that again for a new season? Like, that just, it just, it's just another way of regurgitating some of that content. Like, I, I like that it's there, but it shouldn't be something that would be relevant for pinnacle cap. So, like, I kind of hope it, like, I, I want it to stay. I just don't want it to be something that's relevant for pennies. Well, the nice thing is, like, they introduced the whole new thing where it's, like, they do an older raider dungeon and they add a pinnacle item to it mm -hmm. and that alternates weekly. I don't mind that because it's, like, oh, maybe every four weeks you have to do grasp or every sure. four weeks you have to do duality. Like, that's not terrible, terrible, but, like, 
I get what you mean in terms of like coming through and just being like, oh, I don't really want to play this. Like, I hate prophecy. You know, I've told you a hundred times, I hate the prophecy dungeon. Mm -hmm. And at this point, I would probably rather just not do prophecy than get the pinnacle from it. And that's probably you with duality. Yeah, like a hundred percent. And I think, like, if, like, to lead into that conversation a little bit, if we start talking a little bit about titles and such as well, like when you look at, like, in my opinion, to get like Conqueror two, three, four, it should actually get easier as you do them as well. I think it's kind of how they, they they should scale it accordingly. So, for example, like you're going to be going on what Conqueror four next for GMs. Me, I'm five next. Okay, so you're five next, right? So, like, it shouldn't be that you have to wait for to be a penny, penny capped and then be a certain date for it to come out and then see. Like, there's just, like, so much criteria you have to follow. But, like, if you already have gone through one, two, three, and four, and now you're going for five, they should actually make so it's actually slightly easier for you to accomplish that. It's kind of the way I'm looking at it as well. I don't know how you feel about that. So, well, I was going to say how, let me ask you this, though how would they make it easier like in what way could you see them making it easier and like like how do you see that do you, do you have an idea planned out there well i would just say like remove the pinnacle cap like so you don't need to like so you can kind of join in day one like make it actually so you, more you, of a challenge you, oh so you basically want like you want gms available literally like start of the season is kind of what you're saying yeah absolutely like let like if if it's a new challenge Right? Like, why grind out the next, I don't know, it took you, what, three or four weeks to kind of get to that, that the, the penny cap, right? I think it's, I think we'd say, I think we say it takes three weeks if you're unbelievably lucky, four weeks normally, and if you're unlucky, five weeks. Yeah. I think that's sort of like the breakdown that you and I have always sort of had when it comes to hitting pinnacle cap. Yeah, just the RNG, right? So, I think totally like I think I think three weeks is like almost perfection like you're just getting exactly what you need and you're doing everything I think that would be an that would be a better way to kind of support those players that have been around for so long like you that are, are going for number five like does it make a difference for the newcomers no but it's something that's nice as like a nice gesture to those that have been around for such a long period of time because realistically like I don't know when you when you start looking at the, the the consensus from some of my friends that have been playing and i asked a couple of them and they're just like honestly i'm just so happy when this was over like it just it, like that's that was the kind of messaging that i had time and time again from asking some of my friends that play and they're just like i was just so happy when this was over and that was it so i don't know it's the tough it's, well there is all that there is all that conversation though and i'm sure you've heard it about removing light level period yeah like and all that's but all that's really going to be around then so light level like like pennies are gone which is tough because i think that if they remove grinding pinnacles like why would i ever play crucible why would i ever do this or this or this like why would i ever play the raids other than to get that exotic right like i, I this may be an unpopular opinion, but I do kind of like the pinnacle grinding because it makes me do other shit. Sure. Like, like but it, I'm not normally going to just go in and be like, you know, let's run this because I want to. 
Yeah, like I, I get that. Uh-huh. I don't know. It's it's a tough conversation. Like I think you're gonna, no matter. Like I think the audience that they've built right now, it's gonna come down. They they're gonna piss somebody off, like whatever route they they decide to be able to go. So well, again, look at the divinity route, right? Like they have people fucking furious at them right now because they're saying that they're making it harder for average players to clear raids and stuff like that. Yeah, but like the way I look at it as well is that there should be another way that you don't have to worry about like going through. I don't know. Like what, what the way I look at it is, if there is, uh, there should be multiple ways of getting that weapon, uh, like the like the the the, the exotic, um, without having to actually. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you do the raid, it almost like should happen. If you don't get it dropped, then there should be something else you can do to get that instead. Because like the idea like of the just line. exactly like something that you'd have like. I think it's kind of cool, like where it's guaranteed one will drop and someone gets it, that everyone else gets the quest line, that they have to do something else. Like I think that would be kind of cool, and maybe it's like a reason to kind of go back into the game to go and do that that, that quest line. But like the idea of having to do it like what 40, 50, 60 times a raid is not going to make me happy to play your game. Totally, and like I mean, you other than Vex Mythoclast, you have pretty much given up on trying to get any of those. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, like I'm just like I'm just over it because like I don't I don't have that kind of time. Like when I like yeah like what when did this game come out? Like 2007? No, it wasn't that. It was like 17, 2017. Yeah, yeah tw- well, not 2007. Yeah, 2017. Um, like I just don't I don't have that kind of time that I can kind of invest in into it anymore. I love the game, mm-hmm. but I've grown up with this game and i need to kind of match me with that but it's still trying to pull me back to like day one and i just can't invest that kind of time anymore and i get other people do that's cool and all like it's almost like it's not fair to those that have been around forever like my like one of my friends uh he plays world of warcraft and dragonflight just launched today and he's so excited but that game has been around for what like 18 years now at this point yeah and like but they've been able to scale the game so you don't need to play at the same level as you had to 17 years ago you can like there's much quicker ways that you can be able to support it there's also other ways that you can be able to extend your play if you want to be someone who plays it for eight hours a day or whatever you can still do that i haven't yet seen that happen with destiny it's kind of like they're only supporting one audience and that's it and it's like it's just depending the on the hardcore season. Hardcore players. Well, yeah, and then it just comes down to the season of what way they're going to be supporting it. So obviously, like when they made these changes with like the Rufians and the vendor upgrades and the first, the like some of the first mates and the triumphs for the seal, like those were done for like it was like an afterthought. So we know that they created the season for the hardcores, but then they're like, oh shit, our numbers are dwindling right now, and or we want to get people excited for the next season. Let's make it even easier for people to actually accomplish it. I'm like, well, that's just a backwards way of looking. Totally. And I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, this is not next season, but remember they talked about kind of doing the accolade system. Uh, and I don't know how the hell that's going to turn out. Like where you can like give medals and stuff after that's you so do raids dumb. and everything to like, you know, oh, this person is kind or this person is helpful or whatever. And like, they're going to basically turn Destiny LFG and they're going to turn it into in-app or in-game. No, that is the dumbest thing in the world. Like, yeah, that, that, that's, that's such a broken system. And like, what is, what is the algorithm going to say then if you're not someone who gets an award or you get an award? Like, totally. what does that do for you? 
Like, what if you're... Exactly. Like, what people just be... If you're a better team player, people will be more... Yeah. Like, I, I just don't know what that's going to make a difference. Like, at the end of the day, if you log into LFG, are you going to see what everyone's awards are? No, you're just going to jump in and play the game. You're going to figure it out pretty quickly if they're a team player or if they're an, like, if they're an arsehole. Like... Yeah. But, and that's the thing is, like, I mean, I don't know if they're going to... I don't know. Like... That I mean, we can talk more about that obviously when the next season comes. Yeah. But like, I just you know the 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 main changes that I'm seeing for this season is like, who knows what's gonna happen next season? They haven't given us any. I don't know. They just they haven't given us anything um, other than that weird shitty cutscene, which I'm really unimpressed with. Like. At least in the last season, we had kind of a mission. Remember? Yeah. It was like, go to the helm because Callus has a message for you. See, that made sense. Right? Like, like, exactly. And that at least made me go. Right. Yep. This this isn't really anything that's exciting. Like, if I logged in and was like, oh, I'm super looking for it. It's the last week. What's Destiny going to drop today? And, like, this was no mic drop. Like, yeah, it was, it was, it was like, I'm reading online that people are just like, so you boiled down the remains of a disciple of the witness and drank it in a tea. Yeah. Okay. Like, that's really what you did. Like, that's really your, your thought process here. Like, oh, this is a great idea. Let's do this. Yeah. And that's like, I don't know. Like that was such a waste of, of the whole, of, of like the Nezirak artifacts. Right. Yes! I thought we were gonna, like, unite. I thought, like, the only thing I can think is maybe Osiris gets possessed again or something like that, right? Like, because he drank, like, Nezirak's, like, darkness remains. Like, maybe there's something there. Well, especially when it was, like, like, Nezirak was the, like, he led the first attack um, with the witness, right? Like, of the collapse. Like, what does that really pay back? Like, was that really a good use of the entire story or the entire season? I don't know. Yeah. Like, it's just... It's just, like... Exactly. But here's the thing. This is... I know we're reaching kind of the end of the the pod, like, in terms of timing. So, a couple things that I want to leave. I think, let's spend maybe... Adam, if you want, like, I'll kind of say my highs and lows of the season just really quickly like just sort of like a Coles notes version of like what you think i don't think we need to rate it um but here here's what i think i think i love i've told you this since the beginning of last season i love pirates in general however unfortunately this didn't really give me a pirates vibe at all which is fine um the story could not care lacking really tough for me to give a shit However, Catch Crash, in terms of the seasonal activities that we get given all the time, Catch Crash could be my favorite one over the past, like, year. Right? Like, the seasonal activities that they keep giving us every season, I feel so grindy, whereas Catch Crash was fun. However, like I said, Expedition wasn't that great because you're working against your teammates to spawn ruffians. But Catch Crash itself was a lot of fun. Happy King's Fall is back. Happy Arc 3.0 is there. But I think my biggest thing 
and I don't know how you're gonna feel about this. I'll give Destiny one shitty season a year. I'll give it to them. Like, I'll say, I get it, guys. I'll, I get it. One shitty season. I'll give it to them. I mean, Witch Queen launch was banging. Season of the Haunted was really good as well. This one, dog shit. If next season sucks too, then I'll have a problem. But my point is, I will give them this season as this is a filler season that nobody gives a shit about. And you guys just honestly phoned this one in so you could work on Lightfall. That is sort of my full thing. And like you said, which I think is probably the theme of this podcast and the theme of Season of the Plunder is if you as a Destiny player wanted to take a season off, this should have been the season you take off. That's where I'm kind of going to drop it. I'm going to throw it to you. Like, what are your sort of like just overall Cole's notes, one minute, whatever, just sort of like what's good, what's bad, what, what's your sort of thoughts on the whole season? Um, There's lots of the season. I don't think they had a clear vision when they launched the season of what they of who they wanted to attract. They didn't attract hardcores. They didn't attract new players. So kind of a lot of confusion. Matt Fragments, treasure coordinates, completely useless. Positive Arc 3.0 dropped as a hunter. I liked it. I think that was a huge, that, that was really cool for me. Um, I, I liked Festival of the Loss. Like, I think that, like, we didn't, I know we didn't touch about that too much, but... Yeah, we didn't really talk on that one, actually. It's, it, it is one of my favorite seasons a year. Um, I think, so I think that was kind of cool. Uh, did I agree with all the pieces? No. Like, what do, you, what do you do with all the candy? Buy some grab bags and dismantle them? Like, it took a long time for the, the 35 haunted sectors if you wanted the seal. Like, it, like, but I like the essence of that, that they, they play at a community angle, and it's something they do on a recurring yearly basis. Um... I, I, yeah, I, I would say again, yeah, if this, if there was ever a season to miss, I would, and I could go back, I would tell people that this was probably the season to, to, to lose out on or to, to, to leave out. Um, I just didn't, I never just felt accomplished playing this. So like everything was really grindy. It was sweaty to kind of just get everything kind of finished, but it wasn't like in, in the good way. It was just like, thank gosh, I'm done. Now I can go back to playing something else. But so for ten bucks, here is the worst thing in the world. No, like that's that's up to you at that point. And but in my opinion, I, I would say for ten bucks, I think you got your money's worth. Um, here's a here's another interesting sort of thing. Um, we talked Festival of the Lost. Yeah, definitely lacked. I'm really excited. So next season will obviously have the dawning. Mm-hmm. Yep, and I love the dawning. But like. Um, Festival of the Lost, yeah, I, I was kind of disappointed in the Bright Dust options for Festival of the Lost, and I didn't really care about the whole Transformers vibe in terms of uh, costumes, but, I mean, honestly, it is what it is. Um, I, yeah, like you said, I think that that's, I think that that's awesome, man. I think that, like, obviously, I love having you on here. I love, I love doing the whole uh, destiny conversation and i'm excited to play next week we uh we haven't played in about a month together because there's been nothing to do so it's gonna be really exciting to get back in there and we will bring you guys a awesome you know an awesome review of the next season whatever it ends up being called yeah thanks for having me appreciate the time beauty
All right. Well, we tune in next week. We're going to be talking all about God of War Ragnarok. Oh, dang. Sun is rising, here we are I didn't think we'd come this far I just feel it This is truly where I belong Making my way down Ocean Drive Hungover people